When you want more than just interviews, more than just unique conversations, when you just want to listen, arrow.net, A-R-R-O-E.net. All right, let's do it. Let's do pod crashing. Episode number 107 with Malaya Rivera Drew from the podcast, The Dawn. It's all about Don Simpson, the producer who created 80s classic hits such as American Gigolo, Flashdance, Beverly Hills Cop, and Top Gun. Man, what a podcast that you've got. This to me is taking journalism and, and broadcasting at just to a higher level of play because you you cover things that we, we weren't going to find in the National Enquirer or on in Entertainment Tonight. So congratulations on this thank you so much yeah yeah it's a podcast it's so exciting what you can do you know it's i mean i feel like listeners are in for a treat because we didn't want to do it just straight you know docudrama or uh, we wanted to do a mix of narration and fictional reenactments so you're really sort of in the world to create that world though i mean you had to do some research you had to do some grunt work and do some stuff on the ground <laughs> yes, that had to happen. I have to credit David Harris Klein, who is the writer and the EP, and he's just brilliant. I mean, he did the research that he did and not just the research, um, but he presents the podcast in such an original way with the mix of narration and fictional reenactments. I mean, I feel like it it kind of plays more like a TV series than a documentary podcast. I mean, his inspiration and our inspiration while we were doing it was the docudrama like The Crown or if you've seen American Crime, crime Story, the, like the Versace series. We wanted it to play like that. So you're just immediately dropped into the world. So, oh man, you bring up Versace, and and right away I'm taken I'm taken back to South Beach because I was outside the Versace Mansion right there at South Beach the night that the, all that ha- took place. Things like that in our everyday world, and that's that's like with the dawn. You're going to bring up and you're going to stir up memories in people's heads and hearts because we we have the power of repeat on our podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's such a great point. Yeah, and I think you know Don, he's such a cultural touchstone for so many. I mean, his movies, Flashdance, Beverly Hills Cop, Top Gun. They are just part of the culture. They define the culture. In many ways, they define the 80s. So, you know, any of us that were around then (laughs) have these real, um, have distinct memories. And, you know, it informed so much of my youth, I'll say. One, one of the things that, that listeners will find when they listen to The Dawn, which is heard on iHeartRadio, is it, it, it takes it into, it's like, here's this guy, like you said, American Gigolo, Flashdance, Beverly Hills Cop, Top Gun. We're talking about a Hollywood genius here. And then, and then to find out that, you know, how he passes away or how, you know, how it all happened, it's like, well, yeah, a creative mind is, is a genius that's out of control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's such tragedy to it. He... You know, look, he's this rags to riches story. He's this guy who comes from nothing and he becomes the biggest film producer in the world. And he defines the decade as we were just talking about. But there's this, you know, tragic side to him where he's filled with this self-loathing and this um, insecurity and it makes him behave in this horrible, toxic way. And he has, you know, all this addiction. And, you know, so the dichotomy of that man um, versus the genius who created all these beautiful works of art, it's just, you know, it's it's not an uncommon story, but it's um, it's an important one to realize when we look at <laughs> Um, our artists and especially through today's lens you know kind of trying to really understand the root causes of his behavior was he addicted to creativity and the reason why i bring that up is because i have an iheart channel that that is all about the addiction to creativity and and his story in listening to the dawn is like i'm going this this proves it true that that creativity is an addiction yeah i think that's so interesting you know i think um 
What a great question. I, I, I think there was this level of urgency to how he lived his life. And um, there was this passion with which he made his films that came from, yes, the urge to create, but also I think that that addiction to creativity, what you're talking about, sounds like it's like the urge to negate and kind of negate like where you come from, your demons, your past. I mean, he came from an incredibly, in this, in Don's case, he came from an incredibly abusive family. And so, you know, a life that would like shone so high, was, he was running, he was running from demons. And I think that, you know, yeah, I mean, I would say those addictions overcame him in the end. I mean, the good news is we have a lot of his work that remains, but um but I think when you live at, and you vibrate at such a high frequency, often there's just um, a lot of darkness. Did you find that he had a gambling issue in the way of, I mean, come on, American Gigolo didn't have to work. Neither did Top Gun. I mean, that you, t- you take a gamble on your art. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, for somebody with that kind of insecurity and self-loathing, he took big swings, right? He wasn't, he, he lived large in every way. And, you know, he, um, I mean, I think he just constantly, his appetite for everything, for, you know, this, one of the, my favorite quotes about Don is they say that Don lived for the movies and ultimately he died for them. So to your point about addiction to creativity, I think that um, absolutely. And inside the Don, you, you're not afraid to talk about and bring up the drug dealers, you know, the Hollywood madness, the crooked doctors. My God, right, that right there, that, that's, that's a fistful of danger in, in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was surrounded by shady characters that, you know, kind of fed off him and and took advantage of him and he supported them. And it was sort of this like mutual toxic relationship. Um, And there, you know, there is something interesting that we uncovered through the course of the podcast, which is, you know, his he had 22 different pills in his system when he died and his corpse was considered by the coroner to be the most toxic corpse in the history of California autopsy. I know. (laughs) I mean, just think about that. Uh, And we come to learn that these Dr. Feelgoods, um, they were responsible for prescribing the pills. So there's a true crime element to the um to season one which we didn't anticipate it sort of evolved as as the research was happening well did, did it was it loneliness and the reason why or, or was it post-production blues because i mean some something takes a creative mind i mean look at chris cordell and 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 how how that genius of music all of a sudden finds that moment of silence and it's like i gotta get the hell out of here i can't handle it anymore yeah yeah, yeah. you know i can't speak to you know I, I mean, I can only speak to, to this, to Don, and I, I feel like for him, you knowing so much, and we get more into his family and his childhood um, in the second season, but yeah, I would say deep, deep loneliness and pain. And, you know, I mean, he had a really um, tough upbringing and I think he funneled that pain into his work. Um, and I think, but ultimately I think that, um, it overcame him and you know then you mix the addiction and you know look he's this (laughs) very successful producer in hollywood and of course there's going to be people who are trying to take advantage of him and trying to you know live off him and get him addicted to these pills and he you know he succumbed to it and he he definitely wasn't a man that was was without relationship because he had that relationship with the doctors and the fitness gurus and stuff like that and steven played a major role in his life what but was it was it toxic um, I don't know. You know, I think that he he also had a lot of relationships with um, 
interestingly because he did he he was a complicated person in this arena because he did behave badly and there was a lot of that sort of toxic um behavior but he had relationships with um four women and they were you know julia phillips who um was a producer and you know she was a highly successful producer and don Steele, who um was a paramount executive and others. And so he did have these kind of close creative working relationships, particularly with women. So I don't know, I'm not, I don't think that it's fair to say that all of his relationships were toxic. Um, yeah. What drew you to the podcast to say, you know what? I got this idea. Let, let's run with this. Yeah. Well, you know, it was pitched to me. So David Harris Klein um, is the writer and he's brilliant. He's done this podcast in such an original way and researched it um, so meticulously. Um, and Will McCormick, who's the other EP, Will actually just won an Academy Award for his Netflix animated film, If Anything Happens, I Love You. And he also plays a character on the on the podcast. There's literally nothing that Will can't do. So they pitched it to me as um, like a Boogie Nights meets Wolf of Wall Street, right? So immediately I kind of got it. I got the world. And um, I was attracted to that. And I was attracted to the rise to riches story, but mostly I was attracted to, you know, what we've been talking about, his demons and how he funneled that into his art, um, but how ultimately his addictions eclipsed that brilliance. I mean, I really wanted to kind of explore that story. So then the scripts land in your hands. How do you personally bring it to life? Because you, you, you know how podcasting is these days. There are still people that, that sit there at their kitchen table thinking that their, their little hoo-ha-ha-ha is, is going to land a bunch of hits and stuff. <laughs> well, the scripts do a lot of the work for me because they're so brilliant. Um, and the material, the subject matter is so fascinating. And, you know, because of the way the scripts are, you know, the podcast, it's a mix of narration and fictional reenactments. It's, um, you know, and the idea was to do a docudrama like you see in TV series like The Crown or Ryan Murphy's American Crime Story, like the Versace series, like we talked about. So I just think that um, it felt, the scripts felt more like a TV series than a documentary podcast. And so for me as an actor, it was very easy to kind of inhabit that. Yeah, because it's theater of the mind. I mean, and to me, isn't that isn't that the way radio even started out was was with these little radio serials and mystery theaters and things like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love it. You know, I used to I went to drama school in London and they have to today a real strong tradition of radio plays. And I, I kind of listened to years and years of radio plays. And I just I love I love the radio. I love what you do. I love, you know, getting right into the listeners ears and hearts and minds. I think it's brilliant. Well, one of the one of the things about podcasting is that to me it it it, it shortens down the drive. In other words, that you, you you pop on the dawn and all of a sudden you're home. And and but yet when you get back to it, it I mean it just picks up so so well. And what I mean by that is is that it's like I, I could go in the house at nine o'clock and be back at nine o'clock the next morning, and I haven't lost space. And that's what's great about what you guys are doing is that you still have my attention all the way through. Oh, that's so great! Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um the writers do such a great job of creating this world, the vocal talent on the show, uh, they create this world. So yes, as you say, it's, you know, 30 minutes, you're on your drive, but you're in another world, you're transported. And it's, um, 
that's why, and, but you're, you know, you're still getting to work. <laughs> that's why I think it's just brilliant for today's world, right? Post-production is such a major part of podcasting. Once you've dropped your tracks and things like that, I mean, do you walk away from it or do you stick around for the post-production to watch their magic take place? Oh my God. Well, you know, iHeartRadio has been so supportive and, you know, given us this tremendous platform and really, you know, helped us through the whole process. Cause look, this is my first time in the podcast space. Um, and so they've really walked us through everything and been just brilliant. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, David Harris Klein and Will McCormick have been involved in every single moment of it from the edits to the music to, you know, just everything. So it's a, um, a real kind of hands-on production. It's not like being an actor where you kind of shoot your scenes, walk away, and then, you know, watch it when it airs. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because you, you've entered this world now to where somebody in 2025 is going to, they're, they're going to pick up on the show and, and, and say, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. And it's like, I did that back in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I hope it has total longevity like that. You know, I mean, I think that's what's brilliant about podcasts is it doesn't, it's it can be kind of timeless. Yeah, it, it's so funny. We, you were talking about iHeart. Is that I remember back in 2012 when I took an idea of a podcast to my general manager at iHeart, and they were like, "Going, I have no idea what you're talking about. Just keep doing it." And now look at where it's gone to. Oh my God! Yeah, you were so ahead of the times. <laughs> yeah, it's it's massive. I mean, it's so huge, and the scripted stuff. I mean, it's just it's really taken over. And I think, I mean, I personally listen to so many podcasts, and I think it's just it's I'm I'm so grateful for them. So now does do you think we'll ever enter that stage of you know you have Hollywood stars do you think there's going to be podcast stars because I mean look at you you you're an actor who's who's in this on the dawn I mean are are we going should the should the academy awards also include podcasting because you are oh my acting God I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean look everything um you know I, I, it's new, right? And we're all, we're just pushing the form. All this new kind of media. It's I I absolutely think so. I mean, there's what is there? There's the potty. I think that's like the podcast awards. Um, I yeah, I feel like right now there is a lot of crossover, and actors are getting so interested in the podcast space and doing a lot of the scripted work. Um, I just think it's you know it's storytelling at the end of the day it's storytelling and so whatever medium you do it in whether it's a radio play whether it's a podcast tv film there's just it's all about characters and good story it, it's like what Dolly Parton says she says she goes she says now Arrow now you got to remember country music was all about telling what Johnny was doing at his house it just happened to hit the other town and I think that podcasting does the same thing is that it, it's nothing more than just this is what's going on in my village yeah, yeah, yeah. You can really share kind of the this this smaller moments, right? And to that make up somebody's life and somebody's character. And that's that what that's what gets missed over in a lot of the big sort of movie and TV productions. And that's why I love it. Yeah. Dolly's right. <laughs> do, do, do you jump into the analytics and stuff like that? Or is it like, it's like ah, I'm not playing with that man. I, I don't need to have an up and down day it's just because my hits aren't coming in just right. Yeah, that's not really my style to kind of jump into the analytics. Um, I think that there are people that are watching that and I'm grateful for them. And um, I just hope that it reaches as many people as possible. I hope people listen and keep coming back Um, because I think it's it's a story worth telling and I think we're doing it in a really unique way. 
Speaking of unique, only because I'm just a weird guy, and I believe that that you know that we're always walking with our spirit guides and keepers. Did Don Simpson visit you, or has Don visited you while, while you're doing these scripts? Because this is a story about him. Yeah. Oh God, what a great question. He has not. Uh, you know, it's so interesting. I play one of the characters um, later on in the season, and and I. I, I felt like while I was doing that, I mean, when I'm doing the kind of the hosting, the narrating, um, I really feel like it's me interpreting it through my lens, right? But, but when I play the character, a character later in the season, um, I dropped more in and I'm totally, I'm, I'm right with you. I know what you mean about um, being visited. And I felt like I was inhabiting this character and I was in the room with him. Yes, I'm going to say yes. Isn't it pretty interesting that uh, like with, it, with the acting and stuff like that on podcasts these days, especially with the Dawn, which is on iHeartRadio, is that it's, it's almost like Garrison Keillor is now a superhero. He was doing it before the rest of us. Yeah, he was the first. And boy, did he do it well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this tradition, it's not old, right? It's been around forever, just um, using the radio as a way to tell stories and um, and sort of get right into people's brains. Um, and I feel like, but now, I mean, just, it's, it's so exciting to me that like, you know, the younger generation are really into it. Yeah. It's so, God, it's so funny you say that because I was, I was talking with some younger people. I mean, I, I, what is it? Generation Z now? I don't even know where we are. And they're sitting there saying, what do you, what do you know about podcasting? You're an old guy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, because I mean, it's, they, they think we're walking on their water and it's like, no, you're invading our world. Exactly. They can take credit for it. Fine. Let them take it. <laughs> now, as that actress, what's, what's your next plan? Because there, there's no way you're sitting around saying, okay, I'm just going to wait and see if the dawn is going to be you know, renewed and all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. I'm hoping it's going to be renewed. I can't wait to get back to work on it. But um, right now, yeah. So right now I just appeared on the second season of All Rise on CBS and Actually, later this week, I start a new job, and um, it's a show for Freeform uh, that I think I'm not actually supposed to talk about yet. But, but yeah, so no, I'm I'm staying busy. Okay, well, no, no, I'm, I don't want to talk about the show, but you just said two of my favorite words: free form. And I'm a <laughs> I'm a free form thinker. I believe in stream thinking. What What about you? Are you into the same mode? Yeah. Wait, say a little bit more about that. You believe in what? Thinking? It's, 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 I call it stream thinking. In other words, I, I challenge myself every day, put a pen in my hand, and for 10 minutes, I have to write whatever is going on in the moment of now, being mindful of the now, and, but I can't go back and edit it. Yeah, 100%. Stream of consciousness thinking. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I have done a ton of that work, of course. I love it. And I also... Um, I mean, I don't know how deep you want to go, Arrow, but I, you know, I meditate. I have a, I definitely have a practice where I let the unconscious thoughts come in for sure. It's helpful. I, 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 my meditation is Nidra, which is it's just the most amazing thing that, that and, and the thing is, is that it's what they do in yoga at the end of class. And it's like, I wish they would teach people the importance of, of that meditation and that it can take you to places that, that are just unheard of. Yeah. Well, you know, don't they say that the, you know, the entire hour of the yoga class before that final moment, it's, it's all just, you're all building up to that final moment. <laughs> yeah. That's the point. <laughs> it's not about. It, it changed my mind when it came to uh, Russell Crowe and Beautiful Mind. When those those characters are walking beside him, because it's like, yeah, you're there. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll deal with you later on. But right now, I need to. I need to meditate. Yeah, how beautiful. Yeah, God, that's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
So where can people go to find out more about you, your acting, your, your, your adventures through podcasting and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So they can go to my Instagram at Malaya Rivera Drew. Um, and they can definitely go to the iHeartRadio app to find the Don. And I hope they do. And I hope you listen and keep coming back. And it's so simple to do for listeners because one of the first things that I do once when I find them is I hit follow immediately. And then this way, when I go onto my iHeart app, it's right there. I don't have to go looking for it again. Yeah, perfect. You got it. Please come back to the show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Arrow, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? Okay, you too. Thanks.